One moment of success or a season of success can never define who we are. That would be a false identity, one we have created for ourselves. Friends, greetings and blessings to all of you. Here we are for our fifth reflection as we continue our journey through the season of Lent. Uh, thank you once again for joining me. Last week, we spent time with the lie that I am nothing more than my worst moment. And now we have all had bad moments in life. We've failed in some ways. We've made bad choices. We haven't lived up to other people's expectations of us. And how people oftentimes let these things divine, define them. We've all lived this lie. Instead of living the truth that we are the handiwork of God, masterpieces of God, in fact. So this week, I want to talk about the fifth lie. I am nothing less than my best moment. You know, accomplishments in life are good things. They often speak to the hard work and the dedication we put into some project or some venture or some mission. We all want to succeed in what we do, don't we? And then perhaps get the accolades that come along with success, you know, that pat on the back, that bonus and salary or some other type of reward. It's only natural. It's a natural human response to the efforts that we put into whatever that might be. But where we get into trouble is when we allow our successes to define who we are, when we allow them to give us our identity. You know, people often create their identity on their successes and their greatest moments. Equally as dangerous as being nothing more than our worst moment is embracing an identity based on success because it's both fragile and fleeting. A moment or an achievement of success does not define us as it likely won't endure, and it can be eclipsed by the accomplishments of others. While failure is an event, success is a process, not the end game. And anything you may have achieved can be lost. Again, others can exceed you. And even our best performances, as wonderful as they might be, are still external actions, even if they are done in the name of Jesus. Because our doing does not equal our being. We are always more than any good we do, even our best, on our best day and our best efforts. One moment of success or a season of success can never define who we are, as I mentioned in the beginning. It would be a false identity, one that we have created for ourselves. You know, as I look at my own life, I've, I've accomplished many things, both in my life and my ministry. So imagine if I were to cling to them as if they were the most important things in my life and I allowed them to define me. I mean, how could I then be open to any innovation of what the Lord wants to do through me. I would be trapped in the past and not living in the hopeful expectation of a future that I cannot yet see that's still in the mind of God. In other words, would I be open to God's imagination and his creativity and most importantly to his grace? Friends, you and I, we are defined by God's grace. In other words, having been created in God's image and likeness out of love, reveals to the whole world that we are not the sum of our weaknesses, nor are we the sum of our successes. Both are fleeting. While our true identity can never be taken away, 
can never be diminished. Our truest identity isn't something that you and I create or build ourselves. It's a gift that we've received in baptism, whereby we have become adopted children of God, partakers in his divine nature, giving us new life in Christ, becoming a co-heir with him and a temple of the Holy Spirit. Friends, this is our true identity. This is our truest identity. And through this gift, we belong no longer to ourselves, but to Christ who died and rose for us. So I invite you to take some time with the Lord in prayer over this next week and reflect upon how you may have bought into the lie that I am nothing less than my best moment. And ask Jesus to deepen in your heart the truth that you, that your deepest identity is in him, in Christ Jesus. And pray with John's gospel, chapter one, verse 11 to 13. And John writes, but to all who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Also pray with the first letter of Peter, chapter two, verses nine. Peter writes, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. So we'll see you next week and may God bless you.